All right, this week's message is from Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. The Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. We love to hear that word success and that word prosperous. Everybody wants to be prosperous. Everyone wants to have success in life. The children of Israel had been guaranteed by God to have good success if they did something. You see, they, God said to them, your way will be prosperous. You will have good success. But something was required. Today's message is titled, Two Requirements for Success. I think you want to be a success. I want to be a success. I want to be a success for God. I hope you want to be a success for God. Let's find out two ingredients that we need to be successful for God. Number one, faith. The Bible says in Joshua 1.6, Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. God knows that they're going to need, he's talking to the children of Israel. They're going to go into the promised land. They're going to face giants. They're going to face enemies. And God knows that they're going to need to have courage because of the obstacles, the challenges, the enemies that await them. The armies, the giants that await them. The only way to have courage for what they would face was to have faith in God. They had to believe that God was with them. They had to believe that God had a purpose. They had to believe that this was God's will. You know, when the children of Israel, before they crossed the Jordan River into the Promised Land, God had commanded, uh, actually, after they crossed the Jordan into the Promised Land, into the land of the enemy, God had commanded them to be circumcised. And that put them in a vulnerable position. It put them in a weak position. And it put them in a position where they had to trust God. And they did that. And they trusted God. Then when they came to the city of Jericho, a city of walls, huge wall around Jericho, what looked to be an impenetrable wall. God said to them, walk around once every day, and then on the last day, walk around seven times. And after you walk around the wall seven times, I want you to blow your trumpet. And they did that. They didn't know why they were doing it. They didn't know what the purpose was. They didn't know how God was going to win this battle for them, but they trusted God. They had faith in what God said. They did what God told them to do, 
and the walls came tumbling down. Many Christians only believe in what they think is good for them. We need to believe in what God has commanded us, like to go to church, and to be faithful to church, to the services of the church, to be faithful to serve in the church, and to serve our communities, and to serve the lost, to be faithful to righteousness, to do right, to be holy, to be, fur- to be pure. It is in doing these things that we demonstrate our faith. We need to believe that He is coming again. And we need to have faith in that. And that faith is demonstrated when we're faithful. If we truly believe in the things that God has spoken, then His commandments will not be optional. Faith gives us strength to do the difficult. Faith gives us strength to overcome challenges. I remember 25, 26 years ago, the year was 1994, I had graduated from university and I was waiting to go to Bible college. I had about nine months before I would go to Bible college and I needed a job and I took a job working on a farm. It was a farm that had cattle and sheep. And I told my boss when I took that job, I said, look, I said, I need to be in church every Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I have a bus route. I have a ministry on Saturdays. And he told me, well, he said, that's okay, but you're going to have to still get your work done. And it wasn't easy. I worked about 55 hours a week on that job. I never missed church. I was there every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. I never missed visiting my people on Saturday. I went every week. But in order for me to be faithful, I had to have faith that God would come through for me, that God would give me strength. I remember... I would get up early in the mornings on Sunday and I, in Saturday and I would go to the farm and I would start work at 5, 5.30 in the morning. I would work for several hours, take care of my duties. I'd go back home, I'd take a shower and then I would go pick up my people for church and I'd go to church and I'd go back to church on Sunday night. And I did that every week, week in and week out. I did what I had to do Uh, to be faithful to God. We are faithful because we believe in something. One of the reasons we're not faithful to church, we're not faithful to His commandments, we're not faithful to our service, is because we don't believe. We are not people of faith. When you don't show up, when you don't do what you say you're going to do, when you're not faithful, it's because a lack of faith, a lack of belief a lack of trusting in God. If we really believed that God would do what He says He's going to do, if we really believe that God is going to come again and He's going to reward them who diligently seek Him, if we really believed that, then we would be faithful. 
If we really believe that, then we would do what we know God wants us to do. But the truth is we're not successful for God because we're not faithful to God because we don't believe God. And so, listen to me. If you're going to be faithful, you've got to have faith. If you're going to be successful, you've got to be faithful. If you're going to be faithful, you've got to have faith. That means you've got to believe God keeps His Word. The second requirement for success, we find in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, the Bible says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. These people were successful in the faith. They abounded. Their charity, their love uh, toward each other abounded. And their faith grew. Verse number four. So that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and your faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. These people were successful in the faith. They were successful at serving God. They were prospering in God's love. Why? Well, was it because they didn't have hard times? Was it because they didn't suffer? Was it because they didn't have enemies? No. The Bible says here in verse number 4 that they had patience and faith in their persecutions. And the Bible says that they endured tribulation. Tribulation is trouble. The word patient means to patience is the idea of endurance. So we see the same idea here twice. They were patient and they endured. Two requirements for success in the Christian life. You've got to have faith and you've got to be willing to endure. You see, when you practice faith in God, that faith will be tested. When you practice faith in God, that doesn't mean everything's going to work out the way you want it to work out. When you practice faith in God, doesn't mean everything's going to go your way. It doesn't mean you're not going to have enemies. It doesn't mean you're not going to suffer persecution. It, not, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go through hardship. No, when you practice faith in God, oftentimes God will try that faith. The Bible says in James 1 and verse 2, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The next verse says, let patience have her perfect work. Let patience have her perfect work. Patience is endurance. Have faith that God is working in your life and be willing to endure. And when you have faith and you're willing to endure, God can bring to pass maturity and Christian growth in your life. And that's what these verses are telling us here. It's telling us that they abounded, that their love abounded, that their faith was mature. Why? Because they were willing to endure tribulation. They were willing to suffer pain. The world understands this truth. The world understands that you have to have faith and endurance. Let me give you a couple of illustrations. Take a businessman. 
A businessman doesn't succeed just because he has a good plan. He doesn't succeed because everything works out in his favor. The truth is, for every, ten, for every business that is successful, ten businesses fail. The truth is, if you find a successful businessman, most of the time, he's not doing the first business he began. The truth is that successful business people often start and have to start again and start again and start again until they are eventually successful. Why do they end up being successful? Because they believe in what they're doing. They believe in themselves. They keep working. They keep enduring. And they eventually find success. But the man who quits... The man who doesn't believe, the man who doesn't endure, he doesn't have that same success. You see, even the world understands that if you're going to be successful in this life, in this world, you got to believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing, believe in your plan and keep enduring and keep working. The businessman goes the extra mile. He puts in the extra work to make his business successful. Why? Would he work extra if he didn't believe? Would he work extra if he wasn't willing to endure? No. I'll give you another illustration. The athlete. This world is filled with dreamers. Ghana is filled with little boys who dream of being a football star but the world is not filled with football stars. Only a few become football stars. Only a few accomplish their dreams. And I realize that talent has something to do with that. And opportunity has something to do with that. But also faith and endurance. The athlete that reaches the top of his profession, the athlete that becomes great is someone who believes in his abilities, who believes in what he's doing, and who's willing to endure to get there. When everyone else is sitting down, he's practicing and honing his skills and developing his strength and his endurance. Only those who are willing to have faith and who are willing to endure become the greatest in their fields. Many Christians make excuses for why they can't serve God. Oh, I've heard the excuses many times. Oh, Pastor, oh, I, I, I would have come, but it's too far, it's too far. Pastor, uh, I, 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 would, I would do it, but I don't know how to read. Oh, Pastor, I, I don't have time. Oh, I beg of you. Oh, forgive me, I don't have time. No, it's not that you don't have time. It's not that it's too hard. It's not that it's too far. The truth is you don't have enough faith and you don't have enough endurance to do what God has commanded you to do. Because I guarantee you, if you heard that Jesus Christ had come in the flesh and he was looking for you, I guarantee you, you probably answer the call. 
The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. We serve an everlasting God, and we serve a God who is watching and recording. We serve a God that one day is going to reward us according to our deeds. And if we have no faith and we have no patience to endure, one day we're going to stand before our God and our Heavenly Father and have to bow our heads in shame as He is ashamed of us. We worked hard for the world. It's interesting how many people, they don't say that the university is too far. They don't say their job is too far but they say church is too far. It's amazing what we can learn to do if it means it's going to prosper us with money. But to prosper for God, we're not willing to go the extra mile. We're not willing to put in the extra work. We're not willing to do the hard thing. And that's sad. Because one day all we're going to have when we stand before God is what we did for Him. Everything else won't matter. Our degrees, our education won't matter. Our businesses won't matter unless we use them to serve God. Folks, a day of reckoning is coming. A day of judgment is coming. We are going to stand before God and we're going to give an account for what we heard and what we knew. And it's at that point that I want to stand before God and be a success. And if that's going to happen, it's going to be because in this life, I had enough belief, I had enough faith to be faithful. And I had enough patience to endure the tribulations that come my way and be faithful. And when times got tough, I didn't give up. Serving God is not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be joyful, but not easy. It's supposed to be a blessing, but not easy. Let's have faith. And let's endure what comes our way. And let's serve our God and please Him and earn rewards at His coming. Now let me make it clear. You're not going to be in heaven because you worked for God. You're not going to be in heaven because you endured the difficult times. I'm not talking about how to get to heaven. I'm talking about how to be a success in God's economy. But the first thing you need to do is get into the family. And if you are not God's child, if you do not know for sure that if you died you go to heaven, you need to get that settled. You need to realize that, number one, you are a sinner. You deserve hell. And your good works are not going to save you. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. You cannot save yourself. And number three, you need to realize Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sins. He didn't die for the righteous. He died for sinners. And He offers to you a gift of eternal life. And if you will receive that gift by faith, not by works, then you 
can be a child of God and you can have everlasting life. The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible doesn't say we get into God's family by serving Him, working for Him, but by believing in Jesus Christ. I hope you've done that. If you haven't done that, I would encourage you to do that. If you need help with that, please contact us and follow us on our social media platforms. We want to help you. Thank you for tuning in to the Fundamental Hour today. We'll see you next week right here on TV3. God bless you.